0: Today is July 21st. Pirates fans are getting more and more impatient. We gave up 26 runs in three games to the 27th worst, worst offense. Let's talk about it. It's the Bridge to October podcast. begins guys thank you for listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast where we talk all about them pittsburgh pirates and that my name is josh and i'm joined as always by my brother jake what's up jake hey man how's what's going on um not too much here we got a day off from the pirates we're recording this on thursday and they can't lose today no they can't and the last game they played they won we're winners today, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a winner today. <laughs> oh boy. Um had a,
1: had 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 well, I had my birthday last weekend, right? Okay. Yep. Wife says, oh, I got you your birthday gift, but it ain't here. It's like, all right. No no worries. Let's go. Let me show it off a little bit.
0: Oh, here we go. Yeah. I, I, so I assume um, according to the bet, this is a Connor Joe. City Connect. It is not. It is not. <laughs> Yark, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's These can funny. Be traded. Yeah, it's not. Uh, not uh, is it no, anybody? It's, it's a nobody. It's, it's a nobody. nobody. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's saves like, a, a saves jersey. a few bucks too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford jerseys. I say, because <laughs> I buy gear. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Oh, we got some things to talk about today, don't we? They avoid a complete uh, home stand, uh sweep in the game on Wednesday. Finally, picking up a win against Cleveland. Uh, we got the battery double debut on Monday, yeah, so we'll yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that. Priester and Rodriguez. Um, if we've got any thoughts on, you know, Piguero. Uh, it's, you know, it's there. Um, there's some transactions that happened this week. We're going to touch on those a little bit. Um, but, but we're going to get into the series, the series upcoming. And we got some hot takes today. So we're going to get into some hot takes today. <laughs> Maybe we're going to be a little spicy. Maybe we're going to be very positive about some things. But either way, um, we'll just kind of talk about those and just kind of hash them out maybe agree and double down or maybe play devil's advocate i don't know we'll see how it goes we actually don't know a lot of times we talk about the things that we're going to say and yeah. this week um and we're trying to do this a little bit more we're trying to um we're trying to to come with our own things a little bit more lately um just to avoid like the always in agreement thing that we tend to do because we hash them out before we hit record a lot of times <laughs> Um, I mean, me and Jake are brothers. We do talk outside of the podcast, so when we connect, we're just chatting it up. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of thing sort of happens from time to time. Anyway, let's go ahead and get started. Where do we want to start? You want to you want to start with with Priester and Rodriguez. You want to go through the transactions first, get those out of the way. Which one? Yeah, just get the transactions. All right. Out of that the way. way we can pair the series and all that. Yeah. So um, for starters, Will Crow activated and designated for assignment. Kind of the, as far as I'm concerned, only piece of the Josh Bell trade that was doing anything. Yeah, which really kind of makes you feel yeah about that trade. <laughs> as as a lot of people have for a very long time, it's not I anything mean, new. It's just not anything yeah. new to feel bad about that trade. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not like really hurt by it either. Like, I think that's where the blah comes in, right?
0: I like, think a little did, bit. Like we didn't get anything, but at the same time, like he hasn't
1: been that good.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's been better than what we had there for a while. But I would take what we have right now over what we had from him. he was very streaky. I guess if you if you if you take the streaks and you say, Yeah, but look at the power. I mean, he knocked two home runs this week against us. Um, but he's had his struggle times that have hurt the teams that he's played on as well. Right. Um, but he certainly provided more value than Will Crow and Eddie Yin have. So I think when it comes all the way down to it and the fact that we had after the Bell trade, we had the people that we had at first base for those, you know, those years. Uh that's painful to me. I'd much rather would have seen Bell play for us through those years instead of Yoshi. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. But but anyway, uh, designated. My guess is he will be released. Um, there's a chance he clears waivers and 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 takes his assignment to Indy, but I think it's unlikely.
1: I was thinking like pawn him off on somebody, like just trade him because they got they got some time to trade him. Not now like that he's he was, been desi- not like he was doing terrible, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Now that he's been designated though, and he, he's coming off of an injury, like I don't know what you're gonna get other than cash or uh, a waiver. Like take a, what you can get not a waiver is in the term, but like a, you know, yeah. hey, here's a player that we don't care about. Okay, cool. We'll take that player and we won't care about him either. But if he might turn into something,
1: sure. I mean, and and, and that's exactly what it would be. You yeah. just never know.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and the other guy, who was designated earlier this week and has been released, um, we've talked about at length. Uh, on this show and that's Travis Swaggerty a series of unfortunate events we will say yeah whether it's covid or his own injuries or the family stuff that he's been dealing with um ultimately turns into a release um I, I feel like it was gonna it was bound to happen with with the people that we have no timetable on when this guy was even gonna be able to play anyway yeah. And I, I, I just I don't see, I don't see a path for him to become that center fielder that we don't have right now. It, to me, it it's painful because he could be, right. But how do you keep hanging on when your forty man roster is full and you're trying to fill it with more people? Quite frankly, for me, it would be Cal Mitchell, Kanan Smith, and Jigba. One of them guys, one of those two, needs to be traded soon, packaged in with another deal. Maybe this trade deadline just because there's no room. One of them's going to work out. Maybe. Maybe they just end up being depth. But either way, you can't just sit here with everybody in limbo. All these yeah. left handed hitters who are just like not quite there, Palacios included, right? They're all those like, hey, they're going to do well in AAA. They might have like flashes of, of success at the major league level as a fourth outfielder. And quite frankly, um, if you look through our rosters, or our roster, there's it's a lot of supporting roles, right? And and you, how many more do you need? It just makes it difficult, right? Right. Um, not to make this about the whole thing instead of Travis Swaggerty, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm bummed to see, uh, I'm bummed to see them go with the release route. I think if he clears mm-hmm. waiver, I would have I would have rather seen them just maybe keep him around. Yeah. see if anything happens if he if he gets things straightened out and he starts playing well you know what I mean but but they went the release route and maybe this was part of the whole thing. maybe this is part of Swaggerty saying, dude, this is it for me. you know what I mean yeah and the release just kind of lets him make that decision. I don't really know man super interesting, but I could see uh, I could see a world in where we never hear this name again. And and like as a transaction. Right, right. Where he doesn't sign with. Maybe he just signs a contract with an independent ball team in a couple of years when he's ready to get back into it and, you know, tries to make a go at it or something. But that's a tough one.
1: Right, yeah,
0: I agree. I'm just looking something up here. It's one of those
1: guys we rooted for, you know.
0: It is. It's one of the guys we rooted for. But it's also, I mean. It's time. Yeah, yeah, it's time. Um first round pick, man, 10th overall in 2018. That's that's the thing where we know that this exists, right? We know that 60% of first rounders make the show in some way, and only 60%. And he yeah. falls under the 40, which is not like this this happens. Right. It's not like you always hit. Uh, you know what I mean? That's fine. 1-1, one, one, you should you should always hit. <laughs> <laughs> that guy should make it to the majors. Yeah. So we're not, you know, we're not letting anybody off the hook here. With, you know, so far, Sherrington's one for one on one one draft picks. Unfortunately, he's got two of those uh, in his tenure. But so far, Henry Davis is there. Right. So, and one one, I think you you kind of really want somebody who's going to perform too, not just get there. Right. Anybody yeah. that, like. In the out of the top five draft picks, you're hoping you just get them to the majors, in some yeah. way. But one those top five picks, you kind of hope, you know what I mean. That that yeah. getting to the majors is a slam dunk, <laughs> and and being an all star at some point is is what you want out of a top five pick. And yeah. may, maybe you guys think top ten. Uh, for me, top five. I just think that prospects and draft picks are not guarantees at all, and I don't think that that. There's plenty of ways to acquire talent. The draft is is kind of one of the lousy ways. International is also, like, it's a crapshoot, man. You're signing these kids at 16, 17 years old in in the international game. There's no telling what they're gonna do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's a they're all lottery tickets. There's nothing you can do. To, uh, or not nothing you can do. There's uh there's a percentage of those that are gonna make it. And there's a percentage that aren't. Yep. So, and sometimes that's injury based, which I'm gonna say forever and ever, that Travis Swaggerty's was COVID and injury based and all of that. I think if he has a normal track, I think he's in the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can very, he I
0: agree. He showed enough at different times that he probably yep. could have handled it. Um, yep. other than that, Johan Ramirez option today, um, which means someone is coming before the game. Okay, so let me let me rephrase this, right? Just for the listeners here. <laughs> Johan Ramirez optioned on Thursday. <laughs> Someone will be added to this roster on Friday. My guess is Jose Hernandez coming off of the injured list, but it's hard to tell. All right. I think we took care of that. This Guardian series was really frustrating, Jake.
1: Bro, I was I was so pumped. I I actually had some. Earlier shifts, so I was like, sweet, I'm gonna be able to watch the games. I actually watched the re air on uh, on Wednesday, but just super bummed watching this game. Like, I mean, I i was in a bad mood, it was it was rough,
0: yeah. Um, so Monday, and we, we can go ahead and break down Priester and Endy's debut here, um, but Monday, uh. That's a softball day. It's and shirt day? That's Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, We had the the debut, the double debut. Mm -hmm. We had the the rain delay. So the game got kicked off at 10 to 8. Perfect for me because that's a softball night. And we finished up, and we go to Roosters. It's in town. It's like a 35-minute drive for me. So the quickest way to see the game is to go to Roosters. Yeah. And then try to get them to turn the Pirates game on. Hey, we got the Reds on seven TVs. Can I please get the Pirates on this one here? <laughs> I got a double debut going on. We need to get the Pirates on this TV. Um, so we got it. and I watched through three innings and was thinking like, man, this dude is you know not a lot of swing and miss, but that that two seam is heavy and or sinker whatever he calls it, and getting a lot of ground balls and weak contact still. So while he wasn't getting the swing and miss, it was weak contact, gives up the homer. Um, and then, you know, I feel like he he ends up with a couple strikeouts at that point before I had to leave. Now, I'm not worried about a couple runs here and there, especially in your debut. Right. I laughed. When he gave up his first homer, I laughed and said, welcome to the show, like I do every time, right? Hey, mm-hmm. these guys can hit here. Um,
1: yeah, but uh, Yeah, but what everybody doesn't do, especially as a rookie, as a debut is give up that home run and come right back and get the next three guys out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. worth that saying, was,
1: yeah, that that's, that was, I liked seeing that.
0: And if you just really give me those first five innings, three runs, the way that he pitched, the way that he handled himself. I mean, I'm all in, man. I'm mm-hmm. all in. I'm driving. So I actually had to leave roosters a little bit earlier than expected. Um, it doesn't matter why, right? So I have to go and I have to right. I have to meet Katie somewhere and then switch cars and her car had the kids in it. But she was doing something else and she couldn't get a sitter. It was a last minute thing. So then I just said, Well, just drive the kids there. I'll meet you there. I'll take the kids home. So this was the whole swap. I lose service halfway there just because the route I'm on. So I was trying to listen to the rate like to the to the game on my phone on the radio. So, like, I only get the first five innings, and I'm like, all right, all right. <clears throat> I'm already mad at the offense, so I'm not even focusing on that right now. <laughs> I'm already mad at them. Sure. He's got to do his job. If he gives up three runs in six innings and gets a quality start and if this team doesn't score, well, that's on the offense, right? Still, yeah. great job. So, I get there. We do the whole chat thing. I go inside. I'm saying hi. We're doing all the things. I drive the kids home. I get home. I get them inside. I'm doing all – I look at – I look at my phone and I'm like, what is going on? I get a text saying, why are they even leaving him in? And I'm like, because he's doing good. I don't know. What do you mean? And I'm looking at the score. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) So I, and I was not about to go back and watch what happened. Yeah. Because of the, because I was just so like, okay. So I, I mean, I turned the game on to see nothing happen thinking maybe I'd see like a Andy first hit or something like that. But that starts the mood is seeing that offensive performance and then a guy who really, if he doesn't even throw after the fifth inning, I'm super satisfied. Yeah. I'm saying this is a great, great performance to build on. Let's go. Um, Obviously the wheels fell off. A little bit. <laughs> what do you think about? Uh, I, I don't know if you were watching intently. I mean, but like you're watching this game, and you know, sure, eyes are on Priester, but he's throwing mm-hmm. the ball to a guy who's also making his debut, so eyes are on him too. And I saw a couple things: the calmness at the plate that I mentioned, Davis did not have. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that from him. There was a little more of a, like, less fidgety, less, it was more calm, something better for the pitcher to throw to. And I noticed that Delay and Hedges are very calm. And I never noticed that until I watched Davis catch. I didn't notice that kind of stuff from Endy. It felt like he was comfortable. I felt like the pitcher would be comfortable throwing the ball, Um, all of that. So I think that Endy, definitely, as far as that aspect, I think that I, I like his progression as a catcher better than what I've seen from Davis. Now, granted, we've barely seen Davis. Yeah. so I don't think that's necessarily fair yet, but I'm just basing off what I've seen. He could go out there and catch at some point and it could be entirely different than what I than what I than what we saw before. so sure, that's likely too. However, was he calling the pitches? I've heard a couple people say that he was, like, looking for the call.
1: Yeah, that's I I did notice that.
0: Okay, so I figured that that'd be something you would pick up on.
1: Yeah, because he was looking over at the dugout, and then he'd hit the buttons on his knee. So I I think he was getting the calls from the dugout.
0: So we've got two catchers that we've been really begging to get here, to catch, to replace the catching tandem that we had here because they're absolutely awful to plate. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. The offense is bad. In order to make this offense better, we had to replace those catchers in the lineup. And I think yeah. that we've gotten to the place where Davis looks pretty he looks pretty comfortable there. I mean, he's gonna go through his ups and downs. He looks pretty comfortable. He does not look overmatched. Oh no. No. Um Andy, of course, struck out six at bats in a row <laughs> and then got a blue base hit and a pinch hit on Wednesday. However, we don't know yet, right? Let's let's see it. Let's right. see it. Let's get a little. Right. Let's let's get a uh, a couple pages on him before we start making, um, before we start making claims there. But defensively, we've been told all this time. Well, they're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. And we're just like, what does that even mean? Like, how could you tell me? I actually believe it right now. <laughs> I believe that they're not ready. <laughs> Whether this is an intent, yeah. like we're not going to let him call in his own game. Was he calling the game in AAA? I don't know, but I mean, this is where is is. I mean, you see what I'm saying here. That yeah, absolutely. there's a good possibility that neither one of these guys were actually ready behind the plate. Yeah,
1: and and ready to call games. Like, also, like if if he is calling game, if he is calling games, he knows what's going to get out in AAA. Sorry, he's calling the games in AAA. And you know what's going to get triple-A hitters out. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it just doesn't fly like that in the majors. Like, this is a different animal. It's a whole different animal.
0: Right. Oh, 100%. And it's
1: weird to think about that, but, I mean, it really – I mean, you got Jose – you're not facing Jose Ramirez
0: in triple-A. Right. You're just not. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. It's something to watch. It it really is. Uh, Here's the thing. They're going to get better. Yeah. And they're either going to do that here or they're going to do that there. And quite frankly, because of the offense right now, maybe it's better. All I know is Cleveland scored double digits back-to-back games with Endy starting. And then, gosh dang it, they turned around and had a good pitching outing. Um, I call it a good pitching outing because Rich Hill giving up four runs, that's pretty good. Um, (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Actually, did he give up all five of the runs that they scored? No, just four. The Baraki, the solo homer off Baraki. Josh Bell. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you give up four runs in five and two-thirds for Rich Hill. I think that's about what you'd expect. Um, and that was with Hedges catching. So, I don't know, man. Gosh, I hate that it was that. That black and white. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is yeah. we're talking awful pitching, like Mitch Keller, awful pitching from everyone with Andy back there. And then Hedges goes out there, and every, I don't like that. I don't like that. What that does to the inside of my mouth and that taste that's in there. Right
1: I now. was honestly surprised to see Andy catch Keller.
0: Yeah. I think going forward,
1: I, like, I was expecting the Pirate Universe to be up in arms because Hedges was starting in Indy's only second game in the big leagues.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's the only reason they started him. I, I don't
1: know. Now, I, I don't know. I think it's a clear-cut plan. They want him to start catching Keller now.
0: Or, well, or it's a clear-cut plan that they want him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And, the, and you're never going to start a day game after a night game. Right. So... Right maybe that's hedges chance to get in is the day games after a night game or maybe rich hill said no i want hedges you know yeah. what i mean yeah um either way uh what do you got anything else i mean here's what i'll say coming into that coming into that series cleveland had the 27th ranked offense using runs scored 27th ranked they're now 24th because we gave up 26 runs leapfrogged yeah. over our offense sure and then also 64 home runs this season, and we allowed seven in three games. They are the worst team. I I say the worst team. They're the lowest amount of home runs in the majors, and we give up seven home runs in three games. Now, because I am who I am, I have to say, Josh Naylor's on it right now. You know what I mean? He's just lighting it up. Yeah. Um, And so I don't want to take anything away from Josh Naylor. He's locked in. So he was going to hit some home runs. Um, but three home runs in two days, and you know what I'm saying? And then there was more. Um, I mean, obviously, Josh Bell hits two in the series, and then the things that that bug me is you know, you're know you giving them up to Rosario and Jimenez, and you know what I'm saying? Rosario, that's his third home run of the year. Mm-hmm. And so those guys are going to hit home runs occasionally, but <laughs> seven home <laughs> runs in three games from the team who's hit the least amount of home runs in baseball this year is – frustrating to say the least especially when mitch Keller's one of the guys going that day and the other guy is a is a major league debut that you'd like to see, you know what i mean yeah. of course priester gave up what he gave up two of them yeah so what were you gonna what were what was your takeaway there what were you gonna say
1: i was just saying you know the, when you said it's gonna get better they're, or they're gonna get better it's it's gonna they they have to have time with these pitchers Andy is he's going to have to get used to catching some of these guys. He's going to have to get used to their stuff, when it plays, why it plays, where it plays in the zone, you know.
0: Well, and Andy also has to learn major league hitters and how they adjust. It Yeah. They're going to adjust yeah. more than the minor league hitters. When you say, "Oh, we got him on that. Let's just hammer that." That's not going to work. No. They're going to adjust to it here. So there is things to learn, and everybody knows that. Um, the thing is, is our offense is bad right now and we need offensive help and we believe that this guy, uh, and Davis can help the offense. Yeah. And I think that's the goal. All right. Um, gosh, that's just a winnable series. If you if you you just can't give up ten and eleven runs against a team who's not scoring runs. Right. And like I said, the player – and I, I am going to say this too because the players on Cleveland are not bad players. They won last year with right. this same squad pretty much. And, you know, the fact that they're all on a uh, like a bit of a down year, well, that's to be expected. Everyone kind of assumed Cleveland may not repeat what they did last year because everyone clicked at the same time. And that doesn't happen. What they did last year was pretty incredible. It's possible. It happens. It's not like it's so rare, but right. it's also not rare for them to, to digress a little bit when they come into the next year. They'll bounce back. They have a good group of players there. Yeah. They do things a certain way that does not include home runs, and that's okay because they and, hit the ball and they're
1: a pitching factory. So. They're
0: a pitching factory, we know that. So as long as they keep <laughs> pitching, I mean, they they have a chance to go 500 and win their division this year. And because of their pitching, who knows what they do in the postseason. If they catch if they catch fire because of their pitching, maybe they have a chance. Now, yeah. if they trade Bieber, I don't know if they do. We'll see. <laughs> to be continued. Right. But either way, How dare we say anything nice about a Cleveland team? (laughs) Um, I I guess you can...
1: Walking on thin ice, brother.
0: Oh, my gosh. I guess you can call that nice. Uh, Yeah, either way. Um, Let's move on, but before we do, uh, I am going to hit pause real quick so I can get some more water because I am... I need water. Gotcha. Be right back. And we're back here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast with some water. And some hot takes, and we're gonna need water for this. I went with Mountain Dew. You went with Mountain Dew, cold. You're gonna need it. All right, let's talk about these. We've got some hot takes. I've got a couple of them. What do you What do you got?
1: I got one. You got it's, one. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's all right. All right, it's all right. You want to yeah, start? I'm not. I'm not. You want to start, and then take. let me bring the hammer down. Like the hot take. The hot takes for me are. are are bigger and like, they like kind of come to you. I just I just, I don't see the pirates finishing in the last place. Oh, I, I see these young guys clicking. I see Cruz's return being big for this team. And I mean, I, I just, the Cubs, I see the Cubs being a big time seller.
0: Oh, I see some of their guys like Bellinger's hit number 300. Like, can we he's sign Bellinger somewhere. in the off season and put that guy in center field for this team?
1: Dude, that he's hitting
0: was, over three hundred right now.
1: I know, but he's going to go for too much money because he had a bounce back. He's having a bounce back year.
0: Yeah, so sign but, him for f- sign him for four. You, no, see that's well. Continue.
1: Yeah, I just I, I see them being big sellers, and I I see us finishing a few games better than them. Because I I do I do believe in these young kids. I think they're going to be be good. Um, it's just, yeah, they're only four like what three and a half,
0: three and a half, four and a half games
1: better than us. Three I'm and a half now.
0: games, but the, they're the only team in the division with that plus run differential. So unless you're, I mean, you got to get yeah, rid. of... But that's
1: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if they they're a big sellers. If
0: Hendricks goes, if Bellinger goes, if so, then they stop pitching and. Uh, I mean, technically, yeah, man. And maybe I'm uh,
1: maybe I'm wrong on the sellers' part, but
0: yeah, Pirates have scored 396 runs now, um, which is the worst in the National League. I mean, obviously you've got the A's and the and the Royals, and then it was Cleveland, but Cleveland's got an even 400 at this point. Um, but the A's and the Royals are still. Still below us, but still. I. But like you're saying, you're saying the offense will click.
1: Yeah, I think there's. I think there's been an okay amount. <laughs> I'm not going to say good amount. No. There's been an okay amount of balls that we're hitting hard that, that are right at people. Um, we cannot. I don't care how bad you, you can't be this bad with runners in scoring position all year. it's been bad
0: it has been bad and I just don't know the thing is is I don't know what it takes to get out of it and um, I'm gonna go right into mine because I think it plays into this All right. Um, I don't know what it takes to get out of it because we're only going to be young and I don't like how many guys like McCutcheon and Santana yeah morale they're good they're doing mm-hmm. things. Choi the other day with his big single and the way that he kind of fired that team up um, was a was a leadership type thing. But we're not going to get Bellinger. There's no way because we cannot. It was what if he? What if what if he goes? What if he goes right back to it next year? Yeah. And you spent money on him, right? You can you can ask for money to be spent, but here's my hot take. If the Pirates don't start getting production from Reynolds and or Hayes, we may never see another big contract in Pittsburgh again, ever. Literally mean, I mean, in our lifetime, we will not see another big contract if we don't get something from them. You cannot, this team in this city, regardless of what you think about the economics of baseball, if they, if they don't change. Right. Regardless of what you think and that you're smarter than me, I guarantee you, they cannot afford these kind of contracts to go bad. They just can't. It's not like they can go sign another one and just be like, yeah, we'll take that hit. No, they can't take that hit. Right. They've, they've spent their money, and they'll spend more if they're good. If, these, if one of these two guys works out. If Reynolds just figures it out right now, because that's about getting frustrating, he looks awful. And as soon as he got the money, he looked awful. He looked hurt, right? Mm -hmm. He looked hurt. And then he was on the IIL. He's never really come back off of it, really. Right. And Hayes got paid and immediately got injured. He's been hurt every year since. He can't get any kind of consistency offensively because he's not ever on the field long enough to. Yeah. I don't know how, when you're sitting here saying we really need to extend Keller, tell me how many of them are looking at at Reynolds and Hayes right now and saying, well, I don't know if that's a good idea.
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, I have to agree with you.
0: It's not going to happen, dude. They're not, if those two guys are bad, we already had the Polanco contract. Yeah. And I'm okay with missing on one. The Kutch contract was fine. Marte was fine. Even Tabata was fine because it was so cheap. Yeah. Uh, Harrison was fine. And whoever else, right? All of those contracts that they signed, they all kind of worked out to be fine. Yeah. Now, they actually spent some real money this time around. (laughs) And boy, is it biting them. Because they're not working out. The minute they started getting paid, it started falling apart. I'm not giving up on either one of these players, but if they don't start doing something and they don't become a big part of success here, the problem is we also spent money on, this is part of me saying I'm I'm moving into this, they spent money on two guys who are not leaders. Neither one of those guys are going to be a part of of getting these this young core to play better. They're just not. They're either gonna produce or they're gonna fail. They're not gonna have that Carlos Santana, Andrew McCutcheon type effect on a team.
1: Yeah, they're not outspoken enough. No. They're both quiet reserved guys, which which is fine. Which is fine. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you know, they're they're kind of more lead by example instead of yep. you know, get the team going. Yeah, and And I don't know. I don't know what they're like in the clubhouse, but but that's what we see.
0: Well, and that's what's written too. It's not any different in the clubhouse. You know what I mean? Like that's the guys that spend time in the clubhouse know that that's what they are too. They're great guys. They're not any in any way, shape, or form are they a problem? Right. They're just not a leader. They're not going to be the vocal leader that will get people moving. So it's interesting that you build around someone who's not that. Now, granted. If you go back, it'll show you, like, McCutcheon's doing what he's doing now, but when he was young, he wasn't either. He wasn't as quiet as those two guys, but he was not a leader in that way. He was still a lead by example. He's not a rah-rah, give-a-speech guy. He still isn't. And so McCutcheon is a lead by example, but he also had some flair to him, some excitement to him.
1: These two guys do
0: not have excitement. No. They're both
1: like these. These guys, you're not gonna find these guys leading dances in the dugout.
0: No, no, and I, that's what I mean. It's not lead by example is one thing, and 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 McCutcheon is that not like a rah rah guy. He's not gonna give a speech and fire everybody up. That's not him right. either. These guys right. are also not that. All of that's the same. But McCutcheon's gonna dance in the clubhouse. He's gonna make things loose. McCutcheon gets the second. He's gonna be excited and show it. Hayes and Reynolds are here, man. Mm-hmm. which is a good thing. It means that their lows don't get too low and their highs don't get too high, and that is a good thing as far as mentally, right? Right. A- and and emotionally, right? So they're not going to go into these deep, dark, you know what I mean? You wouldn't think, uh, even though Reynolds sometimes does go on long, bad streaks. Um, he's, he doesn't really show it all that much. You see when he gets mad, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: But if they don't start working out, we're not going to see any more contracts. And I don't know how no, you I don't no know incentive. how you don't do it. I don't know how I don't know how if you were in charge, and I don't mean you, Jake. I mean anybody who's listening to this. If yeah. you were in charge and this was your experience, I don't know how you don't just say our model is draft well, develop well and trade them before they yeah. hit free agency. That is the model. And if you keep drafting and signing internationals and developing well and using your trades to get more talent to keep the line moving so that you can have waves of prospects always coming up, that seems to be the only way to get it done. Yeah, Because the moment you spend money, it punches you right back in the face. If you're going to spend money, it better be a two-year deal to get Russell Martin behind the plate. Something like that. Hey, I need to... I need need to get a rental. I've got so many prospects. I need a rental for this playoff push. Let's go get a rental. That's how you'll spend money on a team like this. If these guys don't work out, it just isn't going to happen anymore. Right. So if you want them to sign somebody long-term, you better start rooting for these two guys instead (laughs) of rooting against them. Yeah. Because this is the test. Yeah, I, I'm I'm dead serious, and I think if I was in that position, I wouldn't sign another player to a long term deal. If these two don't work out, I'll just if it bites you that bad, I'm done with it. Done, I will trade every single player in year five every single time without question. Nobody will play more than five seasons with my team.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think it's a a little uh, I don't I, uh, overreaction, a little one. Uh, I don't want to use.
0: the I'll word sign dramatic, supporting but... players to low contracts. <laughs> I'll sign supporting <laughs> players to lower contracts to keep those guys in. Maybe a guy who is a clubhouse guy, a rah rah guy. Maybe I'll do that. But the superstars, peace out. Sorry, guys. Just build my team. I'm gonna keep doing it, and I, and that stinks as a fan. You can't even, you won't buy any more jerseys with a number on it. Get your own name and your own number on the back. Or get a Clemente jersey or a Stargell jersey or a McCutcheon jersey, because everything else is dead. I I'm not in a good mood today. Yeah. You ready for I mean, my next and one?
1: I, I can't I can't completely disagree with you, but it's interesting.
0: I, I, I just don't know how they do it. Yeah. Unless unless something changes in uh in the financials of baseball. And we're going the opposite direction. The numbers I keep hearing about Shohei Otani. Dude, I love it. Somebody sign him to an 800 million dollar deal and watch him get hurt and never play again. Like, it's so dumb. That's way too much money. It's way too much money. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Padres and the Mets right now are the prime example. What a joke.
1: Well, the top 3 payrolls in baseball right now are not in the playoffs if it ended today.
0: Who's the third one? I think the Yankees maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't- I just
1: I saw th- I just saw the number three. The yeah, Yankees. I would
0: have thought it would have been the Dodgers, but they're in. So
1: yeah, the Yankees are in last place.
0: Oh wow, that happened fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're like six games over five hundred. Three. The last time I seen it.
0: Yeah, they're only three over five hundred. Jeez. That wins the. Dude, I mean Baltimore Central. is above Tampa Bay right now. Yeah. Who thought that would happen? All right. Sorry. We got to get to the next one. Yep. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Trade Rich Hill as fast as possible. He's a jerk. I am um, so sick mm-hmm. of watching his crybaby annex on the field when anything doesn't go his way. Every single inning, that crybaby's out there yelling at his teammates, and I mm. am so – I. I am so close to not watching any game that he pitches ever again. I hope I never have to trade him tomorrow, and I hope I never have to see him throw a baseball again for the rest of my life, unless I'm watching Josh Harrison hit the walk-off home run in the 10th inning off of him. I am so sick of watching him pitch. He's an idiot. He's a big (laughs) jerk. Jack Swinski is the only player on that field Wednesday, that was putting any kind of effort into anything. Henry Davis lets a lets a, he misjudges a fly ball and he's jogging after it up against the Clementi wall, and sawinski gets to it first. That's ridiculous. He has no business being to that ball before Henry Davis. He makes one sliding play, over aggressive, hundred percent. He had no shot to make that catch. It was absolutely not a good move by Jack Sawinski to try to slide and make that catch. But you're telling me that someone gave too much effort onto a play, so you yell, oh, come on, and start cussing him out on the field when there's TV watching you. What do you think that mm-hmm. does to any of these players? you think it fires them up? No. Oh, no. But guess what? A few plays later, Rich Hill and his complaining big crybaby ways are throwing fat breaking balls right over the middle of the plate and they're smacking them to the wall. And Jack Sawinski goes and slams into the wall trying to make a catch.
1: You can't stop for that.
0: He doesn't make the catch, right? But that's effort worth saying he tried. He's the only yeah. one out there trying. He was the first guy to break it open. He gets the double down the line that scores the runs. Finally, yeah. after Choi does what he does, people start getting into it. And I'm just sick and tired. Jack well, is playing center game? field. He's out of position. We know this. We know it. It just... he's fine. That's as yeah. good as it gets. He's fine in center. He's not great. He's maybe not even good. He's fine. He's putting forth an effort. I'll give him that. Yeah. And you got a jerk 42-year-old pitcher who can't pitch anymore. He stinks. He gives up four runs every stinking game, and he's out there yelling at every teammate every time something doesn't go his way. Oh, umpire makes a bad call. I might as well throw three breaking balls right over the middle of the plate and blame it on the umpire. He stinks, dude. I'm so sick of watching him. It is the most pathetic performance every time he goes out there, and Derek Shelton just covers it up by saying, oh, I mean, he comes in, if he throws seven pitches and gets a one, two, three inning, he comes in cussing. That's ridiculous. Right. Why are you such a baby? If you want to be mad at yourself, that's one thing. But calling out your teammates on the field, you're a clown, Rich Hill. You're a clown, and you need to go as far away as you can because I cannot stand watching you pitch one more game for this team. You're a clown. You are the worst thing for any of these position players out there. These young position players, you're the worst thing that could happen to them on the field, the absolute worst. Nobody's getting inspired by that. You're a jerk, you're a clown. Go. Bye. I'm done. You can say what you want. I'm done. All right. Uh maybe
1: maybe he can turn it around and be a coach if he can, you know, not yell at everybody all the time. Uh he's got a lot of interest he's got a lot of uh good insight. But you're right. You're right. I can't stand to watch him pitch. He stinks. He's got a 484
0: it's, ERA, and he's yelling at anyone else. Yeah. did a didn't bum. Cover,
1: and who didn't cover first base when Choi laid out and made a
0: great play on a ball? It wasn't even... I don't I don't know about that, but how about the bunt where he's all pouting about it? Choi picks up the ball. He probably didn't have a play at first, but if he did, who cares? Rich Hill was standing in his way, just running right. and pouting because the guy bunted a right. ball, which, by the right. way, was the was most incredible, imp- impressive... <laughs> <laughs> bunt i've ever seen in my life i don't even was, i still can't figure out crazy. how he did it no no clue he was falling out of the box he, he pulled the bat back like this behind his head and somehow laid that bunt in fair i have no clue perfectly, how he did it perfectly it was the perfect the bunt <laughs> i have no idea how he did it other than the fact that the ball was probably only 42 miles an hour so it was, <laughs> he could do whatever he wanted with it because rich hill can't throw a fastball I'm just so sick of him, dude. No. I I'm just with can't stand it anymore I, I agree We've been talking about this for weeks, and every time it comes up, there's people saying he's showing he cares. He's showing he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's what he's showing. He's a big crybaby jerk. when things don't go away, he blames everybody else for it. yeah It's not a great play by Jack Swinsky the slide. It's not a great play. I don't
1: think he, he wasn't going to slide. He was going to go dive. If, if you watched it in the slow-mo, he was getting ready to... Like, he was leaning forward like he was going to dive, and he's like, oh, crap, this isn't good. So he turned it into a slide to try to like scoop it or something because he knew he wasn't going to be close if he dove. And he, at that point, he had already committed. So he was just trying to do something. Right. It's a bad play. It, and it, it's a bad play.
0: It, it, and it and it stems...
1: But it still showed... At, like, like you said, it shows, it shows effort. effort. It he, stems he, he from being something.
0: over-aggressive. Yes. Because, because you know what has been the rub on Jack? in center field, and he's not been aggressive enough, and he lays up, and he lets the ball drop, and then fields it, you know what I'm saying? Which he could have done on that play. And I think everybody would have said, what are you doing? Maybe not. I mean, he had no shot at that ball. He should not have even been thinking about it. That was a base hit. Right. But he's probably thinking, dad's going to yell at me if I don't try (laughs) for this ball, and that's (laughs) not going to matter anyway, because the guy's not happy about anything. Right. He just wants to yell at people because he's not doing well.
1: I would have no incentive when he's on the mound to do anything. My incentive, not you do. for him,
0: not for him. It's it's not it's not even incentive. It's not that I'm not going to try when there's a guy on the mound that I don't like. It's never that, right? But it is that if a guy's on the mound that you like, there's some sort of in in you're inspired yes. to do something that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. If you right. guys don't That's, think that there's intangibles in baseball, then you're not watching the same game I am. Right, And they can be positive, and they can be negative. And Grandpa Rich out there is a jerk and a clown, and he can go yeah. away and go so, yeah. far, far away, never to return. Because he is not, he's not what A.J. Burnett was by any oh, stretch of the imagination. And A.J. Burnett would get hot, too. And this guy is a crybaby. He's not yeah. inspiring anyone. I'm so sick of watching him in his 484 ERA stink it up and blame it on all these young kids as if it's their fault. And then everybody watches that and say, yeah, that was bad. So what? Everything he's doing, he's trying. The fact that he beat Henry Davis to a ball off the Clemente wall is ridiculous and should never happen to a rookie who's only been here for a month. Henry Davis should have been sprinting after that ball, and he wasn't. That was a poor play. And if it's Henry Davis out there complaining because he's not catching, then that's on him. I'm not saying it is, but I'm starting to get mad, so I'm going to the next step. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is that Jack Swinski should have never got to that ball before Davis did. Not in It was still on the Clemente wall. To the right of that 370 cutoff, he should have never gotten to that ball before Davis.
1: I don't remember that play for whatever reason. Uh, it, because i i haven't I haven't seen Henry Davis dog it yet.
0: It's not even that he was dogging it. It's the fact that he ran a bad route and he wasn't sprinting after it. He was like, "Oh, crap, I got beat, and he almost got to the ball like they they both got to it around the same time, and Davis had to move out of his way because Jack was getting it first, and I don't care about the hop, and it did go towards center. Of course it did the fence is leaning. You right. should have been going that way anyway, right. But the fact that he didn't get back there as fast as he could shows that he could have been going harder. That's fair. And so that's what I'm saying. That's It's not necessarily on Davis as much as it's just showing how much effort that Jack was putting into it by going after that ball. Yeah. But Davis should have probably just gone straight to the wall. And he, he went this way and then this way. You know what I'm saying? He's
1: he's still learning.
0: Yeah, he is, and that's a that's a misread that's gonna happen from a guy who hasn't played that much right field. That's what I'm saying. It's not the miss is not on him. The misjudgment, like I get it. You're learning, but you need to go after the ball, right? And it's it's that three quarter, like you know what I'm saying. Like I just felt like the fact that Jack got there first says something. I'm not sure that Jack Swinski is that much faster than Henry Davis. Swinski's faster than we think. Yeah. But I don't think he's that. I mean, so is Henry Davis. Right. He's stealing bags too. Or mm-hmm. stealing bags. I'm not sure Jack's really much of a base stealer, but but he can run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> I'm just, it's just been it's just been building up. He does one thing and I say, I don't care for that. He does another yeah. thing, and I say, boy, I really don't like that. He does another thing and I say, We've been seeing this a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all the while, his ERA keeps going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And the more it goes up, the more he yells at his players. There's no room for that. There's no wonder no, that um, Rich Hill can't stay on a team. Right. I am not in the least bit. It's not his age, guys. It's because he's a jerk and nobody wants to play with him. And they say nice things because they don't want him to say bad things about him because he's a jerk. Right. I want That was a guess. I don't know what happens off the field. I don't know what happens when he's not pitching. But when he is pitching, he's a jerk.
1: Yeah, they got nothing but good things to say about him when he's not pitching. And they let the things that his antics that he does on the mound when he's pitching go because they like him when he's not pitching.
0: Uh, that's fair. And, and that's, that's why, probably and that's, the truth. What he, the, watching Oviedo in the dugout as his shadow all the time, I've been praising that all year. Mm-hmm. Just change the way you are on the field, dude, because you are. You're a jerk. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not passable for me anymore. As a fan, I hate watching it. Yeah. I hate it. It makes me mad every time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember that thing where I'm supposed to be stress free? It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> All right, Pirates get to go play Otani in the Angels, so that's great. Let's see if they can hit against Otani. Otani has a 350 ERA. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, thought they told me he was like the best pitcher on the planet. 350? That's average. He's fine. I, it, whatever. You want me to go no, off just... on Otani? I mean, he's a great hes a great player. He's a great hitter. He's a good pitcher. Whatever. <laughs> 350? I expected 280.
1: Uh, he's got roughed up a couple times lately. I well,
0: think. let's hope he gets roughed up Friday night. Oviedo yeah. will probably give up a couple runs in the first and then settle in for five more, or four more <laughs> at least. So we already know that. And I will say that every time now because that's what I told Katie before we watched him pitch in Pittsburgh last time. And he gave up one hit in five or six innings and had ten strikeouts and didn't give up any runs in the first. So I'm going to keep saying it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm you Just a little stitches.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, I yelled today. That might have been the first, uh, first Bridge to Bucktober episode that I have yelled.
1: Yeah, you're fired up, man. You, you I, definitely got spicy. It,
0: it 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 ticks me off to watch him pitch. Yeah. I absolutely I mean, I'm hate with it. you. I, I do not enjoy watching baseball when he's on the mound. I don't enjoy it. It's stupid. That's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah. Is Mike Trot going to be off the I.L.? Is I have no clue. IL?
0: I don't know, but, I mean, they've got a good team there. Yeah. You say this all the time. The players are there. The wins aren't. I don't. I don't know anything else to tell you. Trout and Otani, the two best players in baseball, everybody says, but they can't get their team in the in the postseason. I'm starting to question whether they really are, or whether <laughs> maybe maybe they're just selfish. I don't know, and they're just stat patterns. I, I can't figure it out. I don't know how you don't win.
1: I, yeah, I don't get it. I'm trying to see Trout is still on the IL.
0: They got so, three straight uh, wins. They've got three straight wins. Uh but I didn't look up as much about them. I kind of figured we'd push it close to an hour here. So Yeah. Um Oviedo uh versus Otani on Friday, Beto Detmers on Saturday, Keller Anderson on Sunday. Um Anderson with his 517 ERA. I mean the ERAs go up with every starter. So um Keller needs a bounce back start. That was pitiful. Uh needs to be better than that.
1: Yeah, it was it was a it was a very bad start, but the silver lining is he still he still got through what six innings? Yeah, I mean, as as a as a pitcher giving up runs like that to be able to go out and still throw over hundred pitches,
0: it says a little bit. Okay, a little bit. I'll let you do the pitching talk. I've said enough about pitchers today. <laughs>
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it was bad. I mean, I'm not trying to defend his start. I'm just trying to find like a oh, silver Oh, You're lining. fine.
0: You're fine. Uh, 9 30, 9 o'clock, and then a 4 o'clock game on Sunday. So, uh, all late stuff. Watch a couple innings. Uh, once they get down by 6, you can go to bed uh, and hope that when you wake up in the morning, they came back and won at 6 to se- or 7 to 6. So, with
1: well, this offense, that's not likely.
0: No, I mean, we did it. We did it Wednesday. Maybe that's a sign of things to come. I don't I don't know. A lot of comeback wins for this team. Obviously, it's been a long time since stuff like that has happened. But, you know, over the course of the year, I mean, there's a lot of capable players on this team. There's a lot of young players. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that later, uh, you know, Sunday or a different day, about what it looks like to have a team full of young players like this and what it means for this team in the future and whether this is – the right path or not. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll take our guess at that as much as you guys will. So anyway, that's all we got for today. Glad I got to yell at you. Hopefully you guys are either yelling back at me and, and engaging or, or you're agreeing with me on whatever it is. Feel free to let us know. Uh, obviously I'm pretty convicted in my ways, but in, in my thoughts here about the specific yeah. one, but uh, you know, think back at the Reynolds taste thing. What do you guys think about that too? Let us know if you think if, if these guys don't work out you know do you think that this is ever going to be anything again I mean I, I just don't see it I don't see how they can afford to keep doing this unless baseball yeah. changes I agree oh man alright it's a day it is a day it's a day
1: it's a day where the Bacos didn't lose I guess the day before because they're listening to this on Friday
0: yeah, yeah. But. Well, and it's a late game, so we get to enjoy a lot of hours. We had an early game on Wednesday. We won that early game. And then we had a full Thursday and most of the day Friday as we won. Yeah. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and
1: Instagram at Bridge the Number Two October. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks!